What up, what up? Welcome to the Spanish Ladies Podcast. This is episode six. Welcome, team. This is hey, Ada. Team. Hey, it's Izzy. We're so happy to be here. We've missed you. It's been too oh long. Oh my gosh. I can't. So long. Too long. And it's yeah. only been a week and a half. Ada and I are like, we need to, this is why we need the weekly cadence. We miss each other. Hey, um, just remember before we before we do our, our hug, just a reminder to all of our friends out there that we're, we're raw dogging. We're not editing. So, hey, you know what? We're doing our best. And we appreciate all of our followers. We love Stick with hearing, us. We love hearing from you. We love seeing where you're at. Belgium, yes. what up? Yes. Uh, South I'm America, Izzy. love you. Uh, I'm Izzy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's get going with episode. Yes, today. Yes, today's episode is mental health, and uh, let's do a self hug. I need self-hug. it. Self hug. Yay! We've, we've already okay. had a few of these, but we're going to do it again. This, this has been a few takes, uh, and I'm a bottle in, so bear with us. Yes. Okay. So, bottle of wine that is. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about mental health. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. This is May. And I'm Izzy, and we're going to be talking about, in general, how Ada and I's mental health has been going, uh, whatever time frame that is, whether it's today, week to date, month to date, whatever that looks like. We're going to be talking about the stigma over time, as we've both had instances very close to us, or us specifically, with depression, mental health problems, etc. And then we're going to talk about a little bit of advice to get started, like where where to even begin, because it's fucking daunting. So stick with us. We're going to get through it. And uh, let's get started. And don't forget, team, we aren't professionals. We aren't mental health professionals. This is our perspective yes. on it. This no. is our these are our experiences on it. And of course, you know, if you do need help, don't hesitate to reach out and ask for help. Um, there's a lot of good resources out there and we just, we want the best for you. And I think Izzy's looking something up that she wants to share I am. too. Well, if any of you do need additional help or are feeling that you can't get through whatever you're going through, please don't hesitate to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255, or text GO to 741-741 to reach a trained counselor, 24-7, confidential. So I appreciate Ada for the shout out to remind us all that we are not professionals, but we're also wanting to get our stories, talk with you, like, uh, you know, let's talk about what makes this common. It's all very, you know, mental health issues are daily, hourly, moment by moment. And we're happy to share our, our experiences. So, okay. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. So Izzy, tell me, how's your mental health? So over the past two weeks, I've felt fucking stormy. And what that means is for those of you who tuned into one of our earlier episodes, one of my character traits is my, my fucking storm. I have this storm inside me that I, I would kind of describe as either a tornado or a bowl of spaghetti. 
and it's inside my chest at all times. And we'll get into a little bit about why, where that comes from, but my storm has been a brewing and it's felt like I have like every day. Oh my God, fucking spicy. And my, a lot of my colleagues are like, wow, fun Izzy is not in the building. Fun Izzy has left the building. And I said, fuck yeah, she has, she's out and not to come back. But here's why. So a couple of things. One is that I feel that our, as women, where our rights are under attack, that women are specifically being attacked right now. And don't get it twisted. I'm not getting into a political or religious debate. I'm saying that women are having a right stripped from them and I'm not fucking okay with it. So that's causing my storm. Uh, my, my mom is currently battling mental health issues. That's contributing to my storm. But I have to tell you, I saw a little bit of light today because I saw a very, very dear friend and mentor of mine of, you know, almost 20 years in my, that's been very, very influential and integral to my life. Uh, I spent the morning with him and kind of, um, helps me kind of refresh and renew, which is nice. And he, he comes from a place we were kind of debating about what I just talked about. And it was like a lot of fun and we were like getting fucking stormy together. And it was, it was awesome. So that's where I'm at. So overarching, like the, the month of May has been fucking stormy, but I think today I've started to see kind of, you know, the clouds part a little bit. So what about you, Ada? How's your um, things? Yeah, How's your mental I'm, health? I'm glad to hear this. Things are getting a little bit lighter for you because it has been. Things have been really <sighs> heavy lately. Yeah. Um, my mental health today is really good. But, you know, overall, I would say I've just gone through like up and down phases throughout my whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, I've done my best to just kind of learn how to handle those different phases you were a lot harder when I was younger. Yeah. Um, when I just, you know, didn't know uh, much about self-care or how to be more aware of the way that I'm feeling or to allow myself to have certain feelings and be okay with it and deal with emotions in certain ways. So, um, you know, today it feels really good because it's Friday and I'm so yes. happy it's the weekend. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about just some different things that I've done with as far as self-care goes when it comes to my mental, mental health. When, you know, I start to really feel like I'm starting to go downhill, I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm not happy with certain situations in my life. There's very specific things that I know I need to do to just bring myself back up again. Mm-hmm. My eating has a lot to do with it. If I'm not eating healthy, that impacts me. If I'm drinking too much, I get impacted. <laughs> this is kind of silly, but like I have to be out in the sun. That always yes. gives me happiness. And right okay. now that's like summer's <clears throat> coming. I'm so happy. I get to be so, outside. May I offer something there? I've I've never, I'm so with you on that. I have never thought of my, myself of someone like, you know, people joke that I'm kind of a vampire because I hate sunlight. Literally this summer or this like as of late, like where the sun has started to come out, I can't wait to get outside and like feel the sunshine on my skin. I've literally never felt that in my life. I don't know where it comes from, but it's like, I feel you on that. Mm -hmm. It's so relaxing and I just look forward to it. Yeah. You know, and 
this has happened, you know, a, quite a bit recently for me where I'm just starting to feel really anxious and stressed within my job and work and all of that. And I can easily recognize that it's like, it's time for some time off. Yeah. Like I need a it, break. Or and change. I start, yes. I start to feel it pretty much yeah. quarterly because I'm <laughs> working nonstop and I'm not giving myself time off. And so even doing things like that really makes a difference for my mental health. And I feel like I come back much happier. We'll get into this during the advice portion, but like, yeah. I feel like we need to be more intentional because you and I get to a point where our bodies tell us like we've, we've got to rather than us being, maybe it's just me. My body just like shuts me down because I don't see it coming enough. Maybe you do. Well, and I think it's different for everybody. Sometimes it's like a slow, we ease into it and it starts to happen. Maybe for you, it hits you so quickly. That's like, you don't even have any kind of warning signs. So <laughs> I have warnings. I totally ignore them and I need not to. Yeah. We're going to have so. to work on that. self-awareness. I know you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's so important. You're right. And if we don't put this as number one, like everything else in our lives starts to fall apart if we're not taking care of ourselves. God, you're so fucking right. Can you be here every day? <laughs> just to remind you of this. Yeah, just tell it's me that every day. It's cost you a lot of money for me to come there and remind you of Oh, this. I have to pay. I have to pay for flights. Okay. All right. Back and my the, salary. Back this trolley. is my job. If I literally, like I would, if I had the, if I had the means, I would pay you and fly you every day to do that <laughs> for me. Can you imagine what like that job looks like that I would be able to do that anyway you know what's interesting though thinking about it <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a really like I'm in a very different situation where I have a good amount of alone time because yes ma'am yes I'm single I don't have what? children so that gives me a beat to think about how I'm feeling mm -hmm. and okay. be able to make a plan on how I want to make myself feel differently feel better okay so mm -hmm. like you know, a lot of people don't necessarily get, they don't get that time to just be with their thoughts. I agree with you. And I would say, you know, I of course don't have kids either, but it's what I do at a service to myself is I'm so laser focused on uh, meeting other people's needs specifically for work that I tend to forget about myself and even my employees will say like listen like they see it and they're like hey kind of like they tell me like check yourself <laughs> something's not cool and so anyway I've been interjecting what else about your mental health I think that's it for that's that's it for now on topic one how my mental can I, health is okay can I tell you two times of something that happened over COVID over the pandemic when we were literally not allowed to go anywhere yeah so one is a scary story and one is a scary slash fucking funny story okay so one of the times so you mentioned drinking less i've ramped my drinking up a lot over covid now i've tapered back down even though i'm a bottle in tonight it's fine um but over covid there were times there were nights when i was drinking three bottles of wine by myself yeah so there was one night where I was actually really light and like my mental health was good heading into the evening it was Friday it was you know work was over 
And I was like, I was watching all my shows. I got into a very dark place where I was having kind of suicidal thoughts at like 2 a.m. I ran upstairs and woke up my husband and I was like screaming, sobbing, crying um, because I really felt like I was going to harm myself. And that's when I realized I'm like, okay, a couple of things. One, maybe I shouldn't drink so much that like makes me think about the these things, but also what's making me feel that way. So uh, got into therapy, like, but I had a depressive stent for about a week from that. Um, and uh, where I was in bed a lot, I was kind of, um, I was just really depressed. I was like, my mental health took a hit. And I can't, I can't put my finger on any one thing that caused it because I, you know, I'm, I'm on depression meds. I have been for a long time, but it's still sometimes I have episodes and this was like a week long episode. And I think it was for so long I had said like, I'm not impacted by COVID. COVID's fine. Like I'm okay staying at home all day, every day, not seeing anyone, not leaving the house. I think it got to me and I think it got, you know, and I wasn't happy in my job at the time. So that was one, it was, it was pretty sad and, and scary, especially for my husband and like what we went through, but I I was able to thankfully recover from it. So that's a, that's a sad story. Let's, let's chuckle now. Another story was when I had three bottles of wine and it led to at like midnight, I fell out of bed. I was naked. I was telling my husband, I, I was like trying to badger my husband for sex and I fell out of bed and I proceed to throw up and poop at the same time. <laughs> on the, <laughs> and I pooped on our curtains. Like it was like a projectile poop. Like, Is this was... why you bought new curtains? <laughs> or were those the new ones? No, <laughs> those were, he, he ended up taking those down immediately and put them in the washer and it was fine. But I projectile out of both ends, threw up and... No pooped across the room like both ends it was awful and he was like my husband was like get in the shower I was like okay <laughs> like I just get in the shower next day we're like all right let's talk about what happened and that was the realization when I was projectile out of both ends I wasn't okay so I had really ups and downs during the pandemic and this I'm, is extreme <laughs> I know oh my god so so that's those are my two kind of real life experiences as of late that I can think about that are mental health, like breakdowns if, if, as it were. Oh, well, I mean, I, I wish we would have talked about that. I didn't know you went through all this stuff. Okay. And it, it wasn't, I wish you, though. I wish you could have been here for the smell the next morning. No, I'm good. <laughs> I was really sensitive. I'm very sensitive to smells. <laughs> So that wouldn't have worked out well. I know you are. I know you are. You would have walked into our house and been like, poop, <laughs> vomit. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so you and I have had very different journeys when it comes to mental health. Yes. And I just am like, I, think, I know the things that you've dealt with have just been really dark things. Like, mm-hmm. they're hard. I've had some dark times, but they've lessened since I've gotten older. Now it's like, I get sad. I cry about things or I get, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say depressed, but just sad about things. It's not as heavy as it used to be. 
I don't know why. Maybe in, maybe it could come back, but I just uh, I feel for you to have to go through those types of things. That's hard. I think I think it is because you have. So what I did for the healthy portion of my life is to just push it down. I never allowed myself to feel, and I was always just the happy person, always trying to make other people happy. I was trying to always put a smile on. I was trying to laugh. And I think what happened starting in COVID, and I've spent a lot of therapy about this, is during the pandemic, it forced me to be with myself and to say, no, who the fuck are you making laugh? What about you? And it, it forced me to think about some of these things I really didn't want to think about or heal from. And what's interesting is, um, like, a, like my husband and I will talk about this. Like, I was kind of a different person when we met and we got married, but he saw in me, like, the person I am now or becoming, which is a person who's very in touch with their feelings, a person who is very um, kind of grounded and not trying to just, like, put a mask on. I was constantly obsessed with wearing a mask. And so to your point, I feel like you were able to always deal with it. Like you, you let yourself feel things, but you also were able to logically explore it within yourself because your life wasn't fucking fair. It wasn't, it wasn't at all. Um, You had heavier shit in some ways. It just, and you, you were able to, you know, and again, throughout your life, like there's different ebbs and flows but you you dealt with it better than I did whereas like now it's come like it came like a tidal wave back to me Mm. whereas like you have done a great job over your life consistently kind of managing and I haven't because I didn't know how it came very late yeah like for a long time you didn't talk about things and you wouldn't Mm -mm. everything was fine right about them to yourself like I cry about like stuff to myself constantly well I called you you were the one I wanted to talk to when I was having a breakdown recently and I felt it mm-hmm. I really felt it and I let myself good I'm glad so, that you did you were so sad yeah. I don't hearing someone cry that hard is really hard I don't and I want you to call me when you have those times yeah if you want to if you want to yeah no oh, I'm glad that that you called me and it was bad but you know part of the conversation we had too was like hey it's okay to feel like this like let yourself feel like this you know think about it and you you didn't try to like you didn't try to like fix it you were like yeah this is really bad Mm -hmm. feel it yeah and and you I thought was really great for me is you were like you didn't, you weren't judging me for it, but you were like, you just seemed numb to this point. And you were kind of like waiting for it. You were waiting for the shoe to drop. And if you would have told me that, I've been like, I probably would have felt like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not feeling this? But that's all I'm used to is like just floating on, floating through and just kind of, you know, yeah. and then I have a, and then I have a breakdown. I wish I, I could get ahead of it more. I, I think know. now, too, now that I, I realize this more about you, if I see that happening, 
it can say something like are you feeling this like are you letting yourself feel this and I'd be like I'd be like yeah (laughs) and you'd be like no but seriously (laughs) no and like so, so it's just um again it's it what's what's very like kind of awe-inspiring to me is that you are the one I wanted like so I spent like three or four hours with my husband crying and then I was like okay I want to go upstairs and I'm going to call Ada and that's awesome that's like all full circle you know so it's good to to be there for you so uh likewise yeah so yeah how'd we get here so how did we you know the stigma for mental health is where, um, I mean, I've, 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 of course, we both inter- interacted with people younger than us, and they're more woke, if you will. I don't even know what that means. What the fuck does that mean? But the stigma of mental health over time, I'm certainly an open book when it comes to mental health. I tell everyone and anyone that I can that I'm on depression meds and I'm in therapy once a week. And... I was just at a dinner with a colleague this week and she used the words like, she was like, this woman was cuckoo. And I said, if you wouldn't mind, I just, I don't like that, that term that gives, you know, like a negative connotation toward mental health. And like, maybe that person really does need help. And then it got into a conversation where like, well, that's your feelings, not mine. It was really interesting. So uh yeah let's talk about the next topic what the stigma (laughs) i hope you didn't okay not to not to make light of this i'm gonna get into it in a second but i hope you didn't hear the gurgle in my throat i'm drinking the white claw so my throat's gurgling i didn't hear the gurgle um i keep like slurping wine so i hope you don't feel like a drink bad or this is hear that so, um, Raw dog. I, I want to talk about, you know, when Izzy and I were growing up, this was in the nineties, right. And it was very taboo to talk about anything mental health. It was very different from the way that it looks today. Um, I think my first introduction to mental health was probably junior high when a friend of mine told me she was depressed and I was like, what the heck does that mean? I have no idea. So she shared it with me and she told me about a therapist she was going to. All this was very new to me. And I immediately thought, well, I must be depressed too because we're best friends. And I was a kid and had no idea. Um, But that was my first introduction. You know, my family never really talked about mental health at all. Quick question. Yeah. The the friend that you're referring to, mm-hmm. if I recall too, it kind of got out that she was depressed and she became the weird girl. Like mentally unstable. It felt like I remember this specifically, like she was always kind of, again, this is a perception. Like I'm yeah. not saying I thought, but she was like the strange girl or the weird girl. And then like she was, and then like she was seeing a therapist and you're like, oh, she's crazy. And it was think- like a... Yeah, that I was going I on. I never thought that about her, but probably it, it was going things. on in other circles. It was going yeah. on in like other other circles, and like I remember this, and it was so fucked up looking back because it was like, no, she was fucking so ahead of her time, 
-hmm. Like how dare anyone else judge that? And if anybody were to embrace that, that's amazing. So I remember this. It's just, it's just wild. She was just different from everybody else, but her parents were doing the right thing. They got her help. Exactly. They put her on meds and she talked about it openly. I mean, she she has steps ahead of all of us. Was this the, um, is this this person who has two last names yeah. seemingly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and, and she was always viewed as like um, kind of an airhead. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's what's, was that her, was that her mask or was that like, what, did, where did that come into? Do you think from your perspective, like why did, you know, there was a lot of different things that she did, like her laugh. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. There were things oh, that she did. I can that still hear it. Were definitely made her stand out from other people. Right. I don't know if it was a mask. We were friends at one point. We were friends at one point. Yeah, oh, I remember. Really? Yeah. I could go in. I there's probably a lot I could tell you about that. But um Wait, what? About, about she that and friendship. I being friends? No, 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 about that friendship oh. and all that. It, went on for a while yeah anyway um well I don't know if it was a mask I felt like some of it was just wanting attention okay I couldn't ever really pinpoint it but um, so so same because like she and I became very close and I was like what is that mm because she wouldn't be like that so it kind of reminds me though of the mask that I that I put on too though it's like I had to be okay for everyone and I wonder if her it was part of hers. Like, I don't know her present day. I would love to get to know her again to see like how she's been coping. But it is interesting that you say early on that um, that's what she was dealing with. That's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. So um, going back to just being introduced to it, I think that the next time it was really brought to light was when my parents were getting divorced and my mom wanted us to, us kids to go to a counselor and talk about it. Yeah. There was a lot of bad things happening throughout all of that. And back in the day, parents didn't like get along when they got divorced like they do today. Um, there's no do co- they today? Yes. Oh. There's no co-parenting they like they do okay. today. Okay. The nesting thing that have like it. I mean, it was just automatic that everybody. I don't even know her. any of the words that you just said. Nest. Oh, like I can what? explain all that stuff. Okay. It'll be if you want to. Okay. Episode. So okay. <laughs> um, anyway, they sent me to a counselor. The I didn't really understand why I was going. I just remember that I signed up for it because I was going to get a day off school. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And then the counselor talked to me about golf because I really liked playing golf. So yes. that was the topic. Yes. And I never saw him again. So that was it. And oh, then- just the one time just once. And then I guess I was okay. (laughs) So, um, then in my early twenties, right out of college, I lived with a boyfriend and told him I wanted to kill myself. I was very serious about it. And then he called my mom and she called me and just said, do I need to admit you to the hospital? I said, no, everything's fine. He's being dramatic. And then she like sent me to a therapist who this therapist actually helped me quite a bit. But it How just long was, did you see it, them? Um, 
I think like a few months and he really did help me turn things around. But like, as far as talking openly about it, it never felt like an open conversation when it came to family, friends, I think it was, but with family, it just, it was like, well, let me just send you to somebody who can talk to you about it because we're not talking about it. Um, but I think it's different than that now. Um, so a couple of things, I think that I, I didn't even said, know. I just said a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. And I do that too. So I appreciate it. Uh, so one, I think that's interesting that like you and I both have that in common, like where we've had suicidal thoughts. I've, you know, of course had an attempt under my belt, not that it's something that I want under my belt, but um, it's gone the full gamut. And I think what's interesting is, to your point, it just wasn't talked about. It was not talked about in my family. And now that I'm at this age and my mom, my mom post-retirement has had a full mental breakdown and to come to find out that she was having these issues when she was a small child, it just perpetuates the cycle. So like my parents to me, they were, they provided me food, shelter, clothing, but no mental or emotional, you know, support. And I love that even though your parents, and I'm not like suggesting they did it right, but like at least they were, it's, it's odd that they just thought the one session was going to be enough for you. Um, at that age like especially at such a forming age of the uh, you know at 14 or 15 or 16 or you know those those middle ages where um, you're trying to figure everything out it seems odd to me that you're but that shows too how your parents were they were also stunted in their understanding of mental health that it was it's a lifelong journey so for like for me my upbringing it just, it, it just very genuinely wasn't a topic. You just, you, um, and I followed my, my mom's lead that you put on a happy face. Like she would be struck by my dad and then put on a happy face no matter where we were going. And I just learned that that was the way. And then like, so that my, so then like when my dad did it to me, I would just put on a happy face. And then throughout life, it was like when anything bad happened, I would just put on a happy face. So to the point where like, I had such a storm brewing and that's why it's still here. Um, There's such a storm that I'm going to, it's going to take a long time the rest of my life probably to work through it. But now I'm, I'm, you know, it just, it just wasn't a thing. And when I recognize, so the way that I recognized it for myself was, um, and I talked a little bit about it, but you know, my dad was very abusive to my mom and then toward my sister and I, and then, uh, what happened after that, when the physical abuse stopped, my mom started kind of men- um, mentally, emotionally abusing my dad and my sister and I, to the point where all I knew about life was that everyone was out to get you, everyone was out to wrong you, and you needed to do whatever you needed to do to make that person feel like shit. So that was what I grew up with. And that's what I learned for 20 years. So I went off in life, you can imagine, with two key things. One, put on a happy face. 
And two, if you get upset, make the person feel like shit. So I did that for all my 20s, lost friends here and there. For the most part, I gained friends because I was fun, because I always put on a happy face. But then when shit got real, I treated you like shit. So that was like my my whole 20s. Then I met my now husband and I, you know, we moved in together and I very quickly realized there was a time where like I was consistently treating him like shit. And he was like, basically like, I like, he's like, I love you. Will you let me love you? And it was a breakthrough because I'm just like, holy fuck. Like, I can't, I can't treat him like this. He doesn't fucking deserve this. I don't deserve this. I'm better than this. He's better than this. And how I recognized it was when I was like, it was like one of the worst days of my life. Like I had just gotten done like berating him and it like physically made him ill. Like he threw up because he was so upset that like, um, that I had like, you know, talked to him so badly. And I was like, that's it. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done with this mentality of like, put on a happy face, make people feel like shit. I was fucking done. And so I went to the doctor, I got on meds because I was always what I, what I call stormy, gloomy. I was always sad. The moment I would open my, before I'd open my eyes every day, I was just sad and I hated everything. But then I'd be like, hi, hi. Yeah, I'm Izzy. Everything's great. Yes. No, fuck that. It wasn't. So I took off my mask and said, no, I need help. And so through, through loving him and like wanting to be a better person, I'm, I forced myself to break the cycle. I was not going to fucking do this. It was just not, it wasn't worth it to me. It was so fucked up. So I've been on meds and, and therapy for almost a decade and I'm still growing and learning every day, but I've changed a lot and I give space to my partner and myself to make mistakes, but also understand um, that uh, I'm learning and to give grace and forgiveness and that I'm trying. So I'm going to pause because I just talked a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of really good advice just from your story and what you've gone through. And I'm sure a lot of people can really relate to how you felt and hopefully, you know, this helps others realize too the importance of being able to get help and um, be able to work through some of the traumas. Yeah. Do you write wine pouring? I poured, I I poured my wine. Lastly. So lastly, I think the the biggest piece to recognize and we're going to get into this lastly is um, my mom never dealt with her stuff. Like she has been, her soul has been hurting for over 60 years. She just started getting help. And I have to tell everyone it is an uphill battle every single moment of every single day. So I see in my mom and I, I hope so badly every day that it's, that I, that I caught it early enough. So, yeah, I'm really proud of you. You do really, thanks. you do a lot of really good work on yourself and um, I think you're doing the right thing. Even thanks, Ada. I'm not the expert, but yeah, I am. Do you, you. Um, Ada, have you thought about therapy anymore? 
So interesting you brought that up. Um, and this is probably going to tie to advice getting started. You know, I would love to see a therapist. And, you know, I don't have deep, dark things that are happening to me today, but I, I do feel like there's trauma from growing up and yeah. things that I would like to talk to someone about and get their perspective on. So right, I did right. some research <clears throat> to yes. find someone that would be able to help with those types of things and be covered by my insurance. Yes. And I found a really good one because I had certain criteria. So I did research for quite a bit and I found a good one and reached out. And then they told me, uh, no, they couldn't take me as a new patient, but they sent me a list of referrals. And then when I looked at the list of referrals, it was like, no, it was shit that would not apply to me. So it was, you know, pretty much like a, a canned oh. list that they probably send to everybody. Oh, so, that's unfortunate. Um, I have to start over again. I did okay. find some recommendations on different ones, but I, I don't think it's really easy to get the help. So that's part of, I think, what needs to change. Um, I also think that it should be part of our education system, teaching kids, you know, that the, what the harm that you what cause health is yes, yeah. the different aspects yeah. of it how people can get help I think it's just as important as having physical education classes that kids go through like why don't they go through mental education? oh my gosh you know you just fucking hit the nail on the head yeah like what the, like you're I you couldn't be more right I don't like how how do we not talk it. about it? Yeah, I don't think they even talked about it in health class. It was just about our physical bodies, and that's Ada. It. Ada, all we were told was that if a if a man, the only reason that you have a penis in your vagina is to make sperm to make a fucking baby. That's all yeah. we were told. Okay, we weren't even told. Like I don't. I I remember being taught about premenstrual syndrome, and I was like syndrome holy shit, I'm getting cancer. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, what does it mean? I'm getting a, 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 a period cancer. Like, that's what I was thinking. It was like, there's just so many things to your point. And I, um, again, we could go off into a million different tangents, but like the, the, the element toward women specifically of like for mental health. Oh, she must be in her period. She must be having PMS. Like, oh, don't mind her. She's it's that time of the month. Fuck you. Literally, fuck you. Um, so, and it, so going back to the education piece too. Um, <laughs> Sorry, this again, no, I get excited. I, I get, I get, I know, I get yeah, it. I get please, it. Please. I think about the education part of it. There's a lot of things with our education system that need to change. And maybe they do today teach mental health, but because I've been so disconnected from it for a long time. So I wouldn't know. So please tell us if this is part of your children's education today, but please tell um, us. I think that, you know, it would change things for people. There's a lot of different changes. Well, and to to your point, Ada, can you, are you able to name a bully or five? Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So same. And so what I wish I could do for young women specifically, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that young boys don't get bullied but the, the harm 
to young women specifically. I wish I could go and talk to young women and say, this literally doesn't fucking matter and you can rule the world. But like, you know, my bully in, in, you know, in grade school called me a big fat ugly English test. And I thought that because I was good at like in that subject, I was good in English class and I was like chubbier. It's like, but that resonates. Like I remember this and it's how many years later? Like, are, are you kidding me? I just wish that we could do something <clears throat> to not only teach everyone their self-worth, because I think that would benefit the bully and the receiving of the bully. But also when you're bullied, you can like brush it off and be like, oh, that's their insecurity, not mine. Because as adults, like we know that now. We don't know that back then. No, not at all. It's so hurtful. And it hurts. And it, it hurts with us. We never forget oh. that. What was the word? What was the first thing you ever called? Oh, fat. I'm sure, but it was like from about my 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 own brothers, was, my own family. <laughs> so I have to tell you all. So growing up with Ada, there was it, what's interesting for me as I look back on mental health is uh, Ada's house was my sanctuary. We talked about this before. They had the fun mm-hmm. snacks. Uh, your parents were really loving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your brother was precious. I loved him. And mm-hmm. but at the same time, I saw your mom strike you. I saw her strike your brothers. I saw. Um, I saw. I'm gonna get emotional. Like I saw them. Um, then all demean you, and inside, it hurt me. Like I wanted to cry, and I didn't know what the fuck to do in that moment. I wanted to like rage but I also was like wait but these are our these are this is our family yeah this should like, be our safe this space. is the safe space yeah yeah so this I'm the place I'm, where I'm we were treated the worst actually I'm fucking angry with your family in so many levels because it it's not fucking fair and you were you were the most incredible you are and still are the most incredibly giving intelligent like just cerebral caring person and like i fucking hate that anyone gave you pause about that especially your family yeah like i i just it makes me it makes me rage makes me rage too but thank you and i'm sorry that you had to go through that oh thank you i'm sorry i mean you dealt with some some really bad shit too so it's it's just wild to me like that we were so happy together and we weren't I don't I, I try to remember and I'm like I don't remember us like being upset about these things to because other. I think we normalized it we were like oh that's just normal and then when we got together it was like but that was normal we didn't know that was not normal I didn't yeah. know that being beaten wasn't normal you didn't know that being talked to like that wasn't normal or like being struck like we didn't it was all like it was our life so we would just get together and play games and like laugh our asses off like that's where I'm so thankful for the bond that we had in our younger like again I just I want to hug them so badly mm-hmm. like the little kid self the little kid version of us it's okay we would have taken, we would have had so much fun with those girls, played mall madness for hours. Oh my God. <laughs> we would have um, taken them to the mall. <laughs> I just, 
I just, um, it kind of comes full circle. I'm getting emotional. It comes full circle because look at our, look at our lives, you know, like we could have gone down a very specific path and we chose to say, fuck that and let a fit, let a fire in ourselves that was always there, but was stifled for so much, you know, like through our families, uh, we made this fucking happen. Okay. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever question that. So, and, and I, I am so gracious to your point about, um, there was a very specific time that we were, my older sister was having a birthday party and I think we were allowed out one time. So we went outside and like said hot, like we were just like silly dorky. Oh, we were all in the know. backyard. Yes. Around like a fire. And yes. we were allowed out one time, exactly one time. And your sister, and we were so mean to her. She was probably very specific about the rules. About she, she's like, you can't fucking come out here. No. Um, bless her. Like, um, this was her moment. Yeah. And she had a boyfriend and it was a big deal. I was like, let me see your boyfriend. Like just a fucking obnoxious little sister. I could just see me and you were like in your room, just planning the shit we were going to do. Oh my gosh. And they were standing in a circle. Like they're standing in a circle around the fire and like, what's happening? And then like, but that was the night also that I, we were playing girl talk and I, your barefoot was so soft and smelled so good that I held it up to my face and fun. said, hello, hello. <laughs> and we were dying and, laughing. And, and like every time and you thought it, and I was like, your, your foot is so smooth and it smells so good. Because my feet are like these weird scaly things that like always smell. And so you always had these perfect feet. And I wanted to like touch them. I had this weird fetish for you only your feet. Um so I would, that was the night that I held your feet up to my face. Yep. And now I have like a foot, like I, I hate feet, except for my husband's. I hate feet. That's so um, funny. Was there something in the garage that night too? Like we were sitting in the circle outside in the fire, but then like there was something in, she, she was, she was um, the cat's pajamas. If I don't remember, if I don't recall, like um, she had a pretty good following. No, my sister. Like I was oh. so envious. Like there was yeah, to have she a party had a huge group of friends outside. To have to, like to have a party. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, like, right? It was we like, were, oh, this is a big deal. Yeah, we were yeah. totally want to be involved yeah. in this. We were like, oh, we're like part of this, and she was like, false. You're gonna stay inside, and we're like, oh, we're gonna come outside. And I was like, mom, please let us go outside. <laughs> And like, of course, we let up for like exactly two minutes, and then I was like, I was like, "Is this your boyfriend?" (laughs) Like, you're just so fucking obnoxious. Okay, wait. Um, How many years older was your sister than us? Four. Okay, so she was probably what, like, fifteen or sixteen? Fifteen or sixteen, and we were nine or ten. No, eleven. Oh, we're older. The pride of us. We were we were fucking assholes. Fucking assholes. We were watching nine hundred two and oh, like, oh, this is this is our group of friends. We're gonna go out there and yeah, Yeah. and we're like, oh, let us just come out here. I wish I could remember like the things that we said. Can you imagine if we knew those things? It was was so smart to not let us out there. Oh, because every time we would be around her and open our mouths, we would embarrass her. It was just oh, so bad. You know what's interesting about that fact is there was a time, so I always talk about how, well, let me ask you, 
Was there a time ever that like you felt your older brother like had your back and like embraced you in a way that you were like, oh shit, he has me? Um, probably a couple times, and it okay. really like resonated with me when it happened. Okay, please tell it was me. Rare. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Tell me. When it happened. Yeah. Oh shit. I really don't remember a very specific example. I remember more okay. examples of him picking on me and being mean yeah. to me. Well, that happened more often than this. So I always tell my husband where like I was always emotionally, mentally kind of uh, more mature than my mom and sister because, and I don't know why, but it just wasn't what it was. But there was a very specific time that I felt my sister's like strength and said back off back the fuck off once was when i was in kindergarten and i went up to her do you remember at our grade school that we all like waited outside in front of the school before we went in yeah Mm -hmm. so um she was up front with her like group of friends and they were older so it was cool and i was this little pipsqueak that like came up and was like hey Hey, sis, you know, and I asked her for something. And one of the guys in the circle said, why don't you get the, why don't you get out of here? Buzz off, you know, kid. Bu- buzz off, you know, <laughs> and she goes, she like looked at him and she was like, do not ever talk to my sister that yes. way. And I, and I, and I remember that day to this moment, I was like, oh, yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> like I couldn't have told you how much, like, to this day, and I was in first grade or kindergarten, to this day, it means so much to me. And I was like, that's what I wanted my whole life. And I only remember one other time her doing that, which was um, uh, when I was getting married. And there were some people in my surroundings that were not wanting the best for me. And she basically, without me knowing, like, shielded me from that. And it was such a toll on her that she ended up having like a breakdown to me. And I'm not as close to those people anymore because, you know, and I was like, thank you. You know, thanks a lot for having, you know, my back. So, you know, she doesn't always do it outwardly, but I know that she would run through a wall for me as I would for her. Like I, um, I'll give you an example. One time my husband, like, rolled her well rolled his eyes like about my sister to me like and she saw and I saw the hurt in her eyes later on I put them both on the couch and I said you'll apologize to my sister you don't treat her that way she's family no and uh you know that happened so did you remember your brother's stories no most of most of it probably was from when we were older Okay. changed with us but let's should we talk about the advice to get started i think we need to run through this one fairly quickly <laughs> so how much to, how, okay what All advice right. would you give somebody um just wanting to get started on their mental health journey so yeah it it, it, it will one thousand percent get worse if you do not do something right now And what that looks like right now, if you're not aware of it, if you're constantly being negative, if you're constantly feeling the world is against you, if you're constantly pinpointing people in your life that are doing bad by you, that's the time to start seeking help to say, 
okay, what can I do to control this situation? Because clearly they're going to do them, but what can you do? Do it now. Mm -hmm. You owe it to yourself. Do it now. Okay. Um, That's one piece that I would say. And then also um, just from pandemic, just from the fact that political climates are shaky at best, the fact that like people are assholes more than ever, we are triggered right now and it fucking sucks. So get ahead of it. Do something about it because triggers are always going to be around you. But again, you control how you confront that. And every time that you're triggered, it is, it's for a reason. Let yourself feel it and then get help about it. But want to. You can't do it for anybody but yourself. Please do it for yourself. It gets worse with age. And then you, there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. Please just try. That's my advice. I love that. So I'm going to add on to that. And I would say... When it comes to getting help or finding what works for you, it's not the same for every person. You know, some people need therapy. Some people need medication. Some people need a combo. Some people need meditation. Some people need prayer. So find what works for you, what helps you. Yes. And try different things. Be open to it and you'll get there. So you just have to keep trying to work through it and know that there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. I can't impress enough. Never forget that everyone around you is dealing with their own shit. So don't be don't be too pompous or full of yourself that you're the one that has your shit together. You don't. Mm-hmm. Neither does anyone else. Everyone's trying their best. So stop yeah. trying. Give other people grace. Stop trying to fix everyone. Look at yourself. Yeah. So with that, right. I think we're good. Um, follow us on Instagram, Speed Stick Ladies. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. You to your podcast. Well, anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's, that's, that was Ada's. Uh, we want you to, we want to see you be brave. Trust yourself. You fucking got this. Bye, guys. We love you.